The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
You know, it's always, it's always such a great honor and a pleasure to host someone that needs absolutely no introduction. And, uh, you know, just by listening to the song, the messages start streaming in. Uh, Busi saying, my number one is Lili Zela and my number two is Timela Sasezola. And of course, I know that conjures up so, so many memories for so many people. And of course, this morning... As I said, no introduction needed, but I will, uh, just for formality's sake. So just in case there's still somewhere, someone on the planet who doesn't know Mongeni Ngema. Thank you so much for coming through this morning. Thank you. And, you know, uh, you are, of course, one of those people um, that when I think of Mongeni Ngema, many people would say, yeah, Sarafina, Stimela, Sase, Zola, and, and, and a whole other uh, host of things. But I want us to go through your story as best we can because there's just so much to talk about and we need to start somewhere and try and move it to a point. But, um, yeah, I must say you look absolutely great wearing another champion here on your chest. But <laughs> what have you been up to of late? Well, lately I've just been shooting uh, my new movie, uh, Asina Mali, based on my older play, uh, Broadway play, Asina Mali. We're in post-production right now. Uh, we hope to launch it at Cannes Film Festival in France in June. And then later on, uh, Durban Film Festival, and then Venice Film Festival, and then Toronto. And uh, we have a deal with Stekinico and New Metro for a South African release. Uh, on a hundred screens in South Africa and the rest of the world. And the rest will be history. And of course, that uh, Asna Mali, eh? back in the day, <laughs> it, it, it caused quite a bit of trouble, quite a bit of controversy. People were arrested because of your plays of the day back during that time were speaking to and portraying real-life South African situations. Absolutely. Not only arrested... Uh, you know, I remember at one time at Duncan Village in the Eastern Cape, they did not only arrest the actors, I was still driving to the hall where Asina Malu was performing, but they arrested the actors and the audience for coming <laughs> to view Asina Mali. And it was said that it was an, uh, an illegal political gathering. <laughs> I had to turn back, drive back to Durban because I was afraid I was going to go into prison myself. You know, we can laugh about it now because... <laughs> Just the mere thought of it is so ridiculous that you would actually go and arrest a cast, a theater cast, and the audience because <laughs> you were paranoid about the message that was being spread um, and, and, and portrayed through the arts. Absolutely. You know, I tell you, I always say this to people, the arts in South Africa have played such a pioneering role in liberating South Africa. And that has not yet been recognized. I wish that maybe the future government, as we are like America that have elected Donald Trump, as we are now looking to uh, elect in the conference next year our next candidate for presidency, that that person, he or she, cast his or her eyes back to where we come from as South Africans. You know, unlike other African countries, like in Rhodesia, like in Southwest Africa, like in Mozambique, our neighboring countries, where an AK-47 was ringing in the streets, in town, in the townships. In South Africa, 
Literally, an AK-47 did not ring in Sentin, or in Devon North, in the white suburbs, or in Cape Town, in Claremont. But it was the arts that were spearheading the political struggle and changing the mindset of the people. And, you know, just harping back now, by the way, would you care to be president if people nominated you? <laughs> it's never crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm just asking because the world is moving in a way that uh, is pretty unpredictable right now. And uh, it would seem, though, you know, anybody, it, it, it is not impossible. Well, Ronald Reagan was an actor and he became president of America. So anything is possible. Indeed, it is. But let's go back to where you were born. You were born in Verulam. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely correct. But we don't know exactly when you were born because I see there's conflicting dates uh, and, and, and uh, so I'm not sure uh, when exactly you were born. Uh, on the 1st of June, 1955. That's when I am told I was born. So so, so uh, when you say you are told, are you also not sure about that particular date? Well, I'm sure because when my mother and father <laughs> were still around, that's what they told me. So tell us about your mom and dad. But you know, let me tell you something. When I went to look for a, a passbook those days, so I go to uh, 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 New, Newtown uh, uh, to go and look for my passbook at an early age. Uh, so I fill in the form, and this, this police guy uh, is supposed to stamp my form. I'm applying for a passbook. Mm. So I'm filling in the 1st of June, 1955. He says... He says, hey, Futsak, 56, he right, 1956. So to this day, my ID has got 56. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Yo, that's where we come from, though. <laughs> so there you were born in Verulam. And uh, who were you born to? Who were your parents? Zueli Ketabantu, Ngema, and my mother, Namzana, Hatebe. Tell us about them. Well, nothing much. My father was a policeman, but also a guitar player. He loved music, but he didn't play music uh, as a profession. Because those days, mm. you are playing, but let's talk about work. That's what my grandfather also Real used work. to say. Real work. Where do you work? I said, <laughs> so he never really played professionally. And I took up guitar at an age of 11 because I used to watch him play. Uh, my mother was just uh, an ordinary housewife. She never worked in anywhere. And as I was growing up, I started playing in bands as a young man. I always, were, whenever I was involved in a band, I, I always was the youngest member of the band because I started playing very young. Until uh, I went to high school uh, in Mlazi, and then I was involved with bands around Guamashu and uh, Claremont. That's when I started playing professionally. And then, uh, you know, uh, then theater then struck me at that time. 
And, and, and how did that happen, um, the, 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 the transition to theatre in, in a very meaningful way? At what point, um, where was the turning point where you saw that this is what you want to focus on seriously? I never thought I would really focus on theater because even to this day, I'm first of all a musician, then a theater person. But it so happened that a friend of mine, Lucky Mavundla, who is late now, may soul rest in peace, uh, he wrote a play. And because he knew I was a musician, I was a guitar player, he asked me to write music for his play, So which I did. And we started performing around... Uh, what is now known as KZN, in Natal those days. Uh, and one evening, we had a packed audience uh, around Mpangeni, and the lead actor did not show up for the performance. So I volunteered, because I was playing backstage as a guitarist. Mm-hmm. I volunteered to jump on stage and, and play, because we, we were not going to cancel a packed audience. Uh, in fact, it was very rare that we had packed audiences. Mm. And... That was our livelihood because those people have paid money. I performed that night and every member of the cast from that evening said, wow, you're such a brilliant actor. Take on acting. So then I started doing acting and music. And then at some point, Lucky came back to me and said, can we write a play together? Because you always tell these beautiful stories. So we unknowingly, he was writing down, I was talking and we wrote a play, which was our first uh, collaboration together, which was called Too Hush. And we performed that. While we were performing that play in the 70s, uh, after the um, uprisings of 1976, he then went into exile to join MK. So I was left alone running this play. Then I decided to come to Soweto to join Gibson Kente. And how was that? Because he was this big name, this larger than life figure. When you spoke about, uh, you know, playwrights, when you spoke about theater, Gibson Kente was right there. He was the name. Oh, the, undoubtedly the father of black theater in in South Africa. Well, uh, Gibson Kente had been uh, doing his performances around Durban. And I went to watch his play, How Long?, which was a marvelous musical. And when I saw his performance, I decided there and there that I needed to go and learn from this man. Unless I work with him, I will never get anywhere. I was greatly inspired by him. So I went to him. I said, I want to join you after the performance. He just looked at me and said, uh, welcome to Soweto. I said, where? He said, 1433 Pioneer Avenue, Dube Village, Soweto. And I memorized that address. You still know it. <laughs> I still know it to this day. So a few months later, I showed up at his door. I don't think he ever believed that I would do that. And that's how it happened. So when you got there, obviously, uh, he didn't think that you would perhaps arrive on his doorstep, but you did. And uh, what happened then? Well, for months and months, uh, Gibson wasn't writing another play. He had other plays on tour. And uh, he said to me, he didn't have work for me. I said, can I play guitar? He said, no, I have the musicians on my plays. Can I act? No, I don't have a part for you. Uh, my boy, no, with his deep voice, my boy, I think you, gotta, you better go back to Devon. Uh, 
I didn't have the money to go back to Deben. I had a one-way ticket. I bought a train ticket from Deben Station to Park Station, and that's all I had, and my guitar in hand. So, and I was not about to go back to Deben. I was resolved in the fact that I was going to stay here at Gibson Cantor. I stayed at his garage for three months where he parked his car. That's the car. That's where I slept. He would go away, come back in the evenings, find me there. Until one day he decided to audition me. And uh, I think he was blown away because immediately he was writing a new play and he said, he told everybody, Ndaba uh, Mshongo then was there and a host of other guys, Sitsaiti Lamini, Mary Twala. He said, I think I've found a gem from Devon. Wow. And you must have been happy at least, you know, finally, finally, something Ab- was coming out of this. Absolutely, absolutely. I was so determined. I, I knew there was no going back for me. But one thing I think that uh, differentiated me from a lot of Gibson Cantor uh, actors and musicians, a lot of them, except for Mabunu Sabela, I would say. A lot of them came to Gibson Kante to work. I came there, I was very clear. I had come there to learn, and not for long, at least for a maximum of two years, and then branch on, do my own thing. So what was that vision? What was that own thing that you wanted to do? I, I wanted to create a brand for myself that would be as big as Gibson. Different from Gibson, because I, I I loved and respected him so much, and I was also at that time when I got into Soweto inspired by someone Mabunu Sabela, because he had left Gibson, and he was now uh, directing movies, you know all those Haynes films, Inyaganyaga, Ikatelimnyama, Deliwe, so he inspired me that he came to Gibson and he learned from Gibson and he branched off and did his own thing, and that's exactly what I wanted to do as well. So um, there's a very uh, cute, cute tweet here, I must say, uh, from uh, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Tato, who says, Sakina, you are now introducing um, Mbongeni Ngema to the millennials who have no clue. (laughs) So, so, So we appreciate that the millennials are listening because what we want to avoid and and which is part of the motivation for this particular slot is that we don't want to, you know, find ourselves in situations uh, whereby we say uh, we come after people have died and uh, then we want to extol their virtues and, uh, you know, play their music and put on Mm. their uh, plays. We want to do this while they are still alive to give them the recognition to say, hey, we see you. We, we we appreciate what you've done and what you've achieved and making us proud in the process. And that's precisely why we do what we do. Wow, that's fantastic. We have to do these things. We, we, we absolutely have to. And um, as I was saying, uh, perhaps for the benefit of the millennials, as Tato mm-hmm. puts it, and, and, and maybe others uh, who are uninitiated when it comes to Mbongeni Ngema and his works. As I said earlier, uh, pretty much a depiction of what was going on. You know, it was social commentary, as it were, through uh, the arts at the time. So um, Asinamali, uh, there was Waza Albert, most 
people would still know Sarafina, and th- 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 there were all of these plays that were going on. And what I'm going to ask you to just briefly just give us a synopsis of what each of these plays was about at the time. But we'll do that. We'll also open the lines 0891-104-208. We'll read some of your messages. SMS line number 34701. Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And we'll read some of those after this news break uh, because right now we're going to go to uh, news headlines with uh, Simbiwe Ngongwane and then traffic with Rob Byrne. And when we come back, we'll get back to the story of Mbongeningema. And uh, we are speaking to Mr. Mbongeni Ngema himself this morning. And it's going absolutely wild. The lines are blazing. The messages coming through. And we never have enough time for that. So let me just run through a few. And for those of you, I always say this. I feel like a stuck record. 
it's not our fault that you are not doing what you are supposed to be doing at this time on a Friday. Go and work. Nonneva <laughs> <laughs> says, I'm literally sitting in the car, not going into my office. I'm so captivated by Mbongeni Ngema's story on SFM. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it because if we can keep you stuck in the car, we're doing our job. Vugani uh, Kumalo from Durban says, Morning, Sakina. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. The hosting of the legend Bongeni Ngema. So Bugani, you got your wish this morning. This one says uh, Putin Bongeni, thank you for all that you've done for us, the people with your music and drama um, uh, that uh, Stimela Sasezola is a classic. It gets the oldies like us moving. Uh, they played it in uh, at the 80th birthday party and oh my gosh, you should have seen people dancing with their walking sticks. Halala Putin, <laughs> that is so beautiful. Beautiful. I can just see it. But it's one of those songs, uh, young and old alike. It really is a South African classic. But let's take some calls as well. Dr. Tim Vilagazi in Durban. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Sister Keno. What a blessing. You know, the stimulus are blowing me up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hosting that icon. I was his guest speaker in DCC Devon Christian Center years ago when you had a function there, and I would like to say hi to him as well. Hi, hi, hi. I nearly not contacted Kumulekaya because I was missing you. Contact me when you find time, eh? Okay, okay. Thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you, my brother. I need your CDs, eh? Okay, my brother. Ah, you must yeah. buy, Dr. Tim. We can autograph yeah, for you, buy. though. We can autograph. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I leave my number with you, Sister Kino? Yes, indeed. I'm going to put you back to our producers, and we'll pass the okay. number on. Thank you so much, Amy. What a blessing you are to us. All your programs are so exciting and uplifting, Sister Ah, Thank you so much, Dr. Tim, and thanks for listening. Um, that was you, you too, Dr. Tim Vilagazi in Durban. Uh, Mandla is calling from Panoni. Good morning, Mandla. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? I'm very well, and you? Yes, you, you've brought in the legend there. Of I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pleasure, my, 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 my man, to have you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, you've done a great uh, deal in, to South Africans. You've produced a lot of actors. So may God keep you well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda and Benoni. Uh, y- you see, when when you play uh, Stimela Sasezola and... and, and all that it conjures up. Uh, Spiwe says, you just took me back to Carlton Center when we were young, queuing up to watch Serafina, <laughs> the greatest movie in South Africa. That's uh, from Spiwe. Temba Nkosi in uh, Ematateni, good morning. Good morning. Oh, yeah, I would like you to share with us, I'm sorry, your program was almost in the middle when I, I switched on the radio. The role which was played by Ubabu Gibson Kent, because when you were interviewed almost eight years ago over Ukozi, you said you spent countless hours in the garage. What lesson did you learn, and what in particular did you learn from Injela Aekangayo Ubabu Gibson Kent? Two, what role your grandfather played in your life, because I remember you once said he used to narrate about Impiasi Sanjuani. Lastly, your plays, they are lacking what they had before. 
for instance je engomenza akho khona lawo uthi khona ungulube zawona ukhisi ngokuthatha zoponso odakweni your recent compositions they don't longer have that thing khona nalawo uthi umpukane zamlandela kaze zimzwane ukunuka but nevertheless siyabonga kakhulu zinyanelengo thank you thank you so much uh, timba uh, well i have said this before you opened the radio, which I spent countless hours going to but my aim was to learn not only the acting, but music composition, music arrangement, discipline, uh, and, and, and total magic of the stage. And the second one was, uh, of course, my great-father uh, and my great-grandmother were great storytellers who told us about our family lineage and how they were involved in the Battle of Isandran. And your third question, uh, referring to Isbongo, mm. of course an artist always changes. You don't do the same thing all the time. Uh, but some people like it. Some people want you to stay uh, as original as you were before. But watch the space. There's some more coming. And uh, there is a certain song proving very popular this morning. We'll see if we can find it and play it for you. Uh, Kojo in uh, King Williamstown, good morning. Good morning. Um, greetings to your host and to yourself. Hi, um, greetings. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to uh, imagine, you know, Sarafina was one of the best movies that we in the diaspora watched, and it was so depicting of the suffering of the South Africans, you know. And um, I would want to find out um, how many, um, how, what, um, what do you call it? How has he been appreciated in South Africa? Because, you know, that movie is so great. And I want to congratulate him for, for, for depicting to the rest of the world and Africa the 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 the, the um, what do you call it the uh, the the suffering of that time you mm-hmm. know yeah. Okay. No, thank you so much for the question, Kojo. And as I was saying uh, before the break, maybe you can just talk us very briefly because there's so much going on. Um, you know, just what these plays were about. Let's start with Sarafina. Well, starting with Sarafina, it's very interesting because as we speak. I'm in rehearsal at the State Theatre in Pretoria with the new generation of Sarafina. We are opening Sarafina again uh, to celebrate 30 years of the creation of Sarafina and to celebrate 40 years of, since the uprisings in Soweto 1976. We are launching from the 3rd of March at the State Theatre in Pretoria and already... We started selling tickets last week, and we've, at, as of yesterday, we've sold 21,000 tickets. Of course you have. Who's coming? I actually have goosebumps. <laughs> Talk, who, who's coming? Everybody's coming. From the original cast? Not from the original cast. The new generation of South ah. uh, It's the young people uh, that have uh, auditioned who are now stepping into the shoes of the old ones. Uh, we're going to be touring South Africa and we already have got a booking in Martinique in the French islands, and we are going one more town, time to be touring the world with the new generation of Sarafina. So those who did not see it on the stage before, brace yourselves, because it's better on stage than in the movie. Wow. 
<sighs> yeah. Okay. And 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 how is it different working with this new generation as opposed to um, those from a bygone era? You know, uh, these young people are so talented, and they have. There's much more to see today than there was then. Of course, then uh, it was forbidden to talk about politics. So today they can talk about whatever subject under the uh, sun and beyond the sun. And it, it's, so, it's so exciting for me to have worked with the older generation who were youngsters then and to work with these youngsters today because I see how open-minded they are. But of course they have got something better than the old ones in that today there are dance schools around, there are music schools, there's all these other opportunities so that when I take them in, they already have got some basic training as opposed to those that I took then who had no training at all. I had to start them from scratch. So your work is slightly easier, if you will. It, it's, it's quicker. It, quicker. It, it's quicker. And, that, and that's a huge distinction. Yes, Wow. Well, the lines are open. Let me read uh, some messages before uh, people complain. Uh, this one says, what a guest. Can you please ask Madlogovu where I can get the song Standwa? I've forgotten the lyrics, but it's from the 2000s. Won't say my name. That one reads. Fanan Ngobo in Cape Town says, SK, ask Mbongeni Ngema how influential La Momdville was in his music. I was raised there. And uh, Nelly Swa says, greetings SK, witnessed Ngema mentor the group uh, Waza Africa if they came back? Uh, well, Sitandwa was released by uh, Universal. It's in the album called Jive Madlovo. I'm sure if they go to Musica, or any of those music stores, uh, or even order it, they can find it. But the album title is Jive Madlovo. And uh, the second question was... Uh, um, uh, this one was about whether you would be... Me- would, would you consider mentoring um, Waza Africa if they came back? Any, any group of artists that needs mentoring, I'm always available for artists. A question uh, that I'm going to um, uh, take from this tweet from uh, Unati. Unati says, why is Mbongeni redoing Sarafina? Uh, could it be that he would lose government grants if he depicted the ills of the current ANC government? Uh, the reason why I do Sarafina is because I think that for any nation to know where they're going, it is important to know the past. A nation without knowing its past, its history, is a lost nation. And then a few others I'm going to run through as well. Uh, this one from uh, Madia Petsane who says, Please ask Mbongeni Ngema if he thinks that Sarafina is getting enough recognition. Well, I think the, the men in the street the, the, have, have voted for Sarafina. The fact that we're getting so such big audiences in South Africa, it means that the man in the street is giving Sarafina recognition. But whether uh, government or other institutions in South Africa are giving it recognition is another matter. But I can tell you, overseas, we've gotten all sorts of recognition. Won 11 image awards in Hollywood, uh, nominated for five Tony Awards on Broadway, nominated for a Grammy uh, in New York, I've just been in New York recently 
and uh, the mayor of New York City has uh, 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 given me May 9 as a Mbongeningema Day in New York just because of hmm? Safina. So you're going to, <coughs> are, are you going uh, May I've, the 9th? I've, I've been You've there, been. yes. Uh, it must be an annual thing, Moss. Yes. I was going to say I'll go with you when you enjoy <laughs> the freedom of New York. <laughs> but of course, um, I, I, I guess it's past. But yeah, I'm sad that I wasn't invited along. At least AM Live should have been there to cover that momentous event. And I think, you know, uh, that is exactly the point uh, that there are these milestone events for our artists that we are totally oblivious to. Mm. And, and, and it can't be right that even in 2017, our artists still get greater recognition outside of South Africa than they do within the country. And, and we, we have to fall on our swords here and, and uh, acknowledge uh, the wrongs that we are doing. And sometimes it's not malicious in any way. It is um, you're not deliberate. It's just sometimes things get lost amongst a whole host of other things that are happening. But I'm, I'm grateful that we can have moments like these where we can actually talk about these things. Let me read a few more of your love notes here. Nomfundo uh, Kanyile says, Uba changed the game for so many people. Amazing man, that one. Bongambogazi says, You've just made my weekend, SK. You got, uh, We guys from rural KZN are made for perfection. You have my legend there with you. Joanna says, uh, you know how to cheer us up uh, even when there's sad news around. Uh, we can, uh, we still can't resist a smile and a dance. Uh, Nozipo says, uh, Ubab Mbongeni is my twin, uh, born on the same day. Greatness, Amandlaness. Uh, Jazz Fundi at Itumeleng says, uh, what a legend you have there. Please ask him, uh, where can I get the original Asinamali from the 80s? I was 15 years old when I watched that stage play. And and I suppose not just for that one, but for others as well. Um, are there any recordings uh, from back in the day that uh, one can perhaps put on DVD and sell today? Uh, well, Waza Albert was recorded by the BBC in England. Uh, some people who were in exile have got those recordings. Unfortunately, at the time, it was not allowed in South Africa. Uh, it would be a matter of going to London to the BBC, to the archives, and asking them, can I have a master copy and then print it in South Africa? Same thing with Asinamali, because it was also recorded by the BBC in England. So, you know, in South Africa at the time, you could not have this work, because you, the viewer, would be arrested as well. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we come from. And sometimes, as I say, the mind boggles that that is our reality. That is where we come from. And I guess uh, makes us appreciate what we have today all the more. Um, Ray Ray says, uh, you can just hear that uh, Mbongeni Ngema is a great storyteller. I'm glued to my Y-Lens. Okay, to your Y-Lens. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else saying uh, Mbongeni Ngema is... uh, Upe wear arrow shirt. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to cackle. <laughs> but that is funny. Uh, Tato Mureki says, uh, please ask about uh, the song, um, Amandia, uh, that song that was halted by the Mandela presidency. And there was a huge controversy 
around that particular song. Uh, there was ultimately a ruling uh, with regard to that. It was banned, taken off the playlist uh, for radio stations. But but talk to us about you know your motivation. And now that you've had time to mull over everything that went on, you know, what are your views about that particular song today? Well, it was very justified. Justified. It's a song that should not have been banned by the SABC. But you have to remember who who was uh, in the board of the SABC uh, at the time. Uh, and all these different boards, the hate speech, uh, who were those people who made that ruling? It was not Mandela himself. Mandela never said the song should be banned. Uh, it was, it was those people who feared that because there was almost a revolution, black people identified with the song because they're the ones that were receiving on the bitter end of the stick. To this day... What was the objective? What, what were you trying to achieve with that song? What I was trying to achieve was to get the, the, the ruling party, the government, to open their eyes to the atrocities that were being perpetrated to the African community, especially in KZN by the Indian community. And today, have, have your views uh, been altered in any way? Have things changed? To this day, people are still citing that song. So my views haven't changed. All right. And then uh, Ahe says, five years ago, I worked in Nigeria. Uh, and when I was homesick, I played Mbongeni Ngema's album. Uh, Ten years ago, my brother was in Ghana and he did the same. And uh, Chris Emmanuel Matebula says, it's not 19, uh, 2016, but 1956. So I heard Mbongeni Ngema was born. Uh, they call him Upewe Arusha. That was the one that oh. I was looking for. <laughs> I love his music. It was from Kuz. And Togozo Kanyile says, I woke up uh, thinking, uh, thank you for this interview. Absolutely not. Uh, let another great one going into the archives. Ooh, so many SMS messages, but people are spending their wondering, so let me read them. Uh, Trevor Ngwane says, I'm so happy you mentioned Lucky Mavundla, my umkaya, as an influence. Thank you so much, Pambili from Trevor Ngwane. Uh, this one from David Gabi in Joburg says, Ngema inspires me so much, uh, just as uh, Bra Gibson Kente inspired him. He is a giant. Stay in KZN, Sakina. Wow. Thank you again for bringing Mongeni. Um, uh, he's in Incredible talent is beyond imagination. I wish he was a pirate supporter. How? <laughs> Kanti, are you not a Baganier? Well, uh, I'm a supporter always of Intando Inning. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah. My Friday is made. My Friday is made. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Chris in Cape Town says, um, Mbongeni, uh, please, uh, can he please give his side of the Sarafina 2 scandal? So what happened with Sarafina 2? It was all political. It was, you know, like politicians are always on their throats. The DA versus the ANC. If the ANC does this, the DA takes them to court, the EFF. You know, we were just caught in the crossfires of their political uh, uh, football ground. So it's got, it had nothing to do with the play. It all had to do with their fights. All right. SK, ask uh, um, Mbongeni, where are 
the leading vocalist um, in this? Who are the leading vocalists in Our Father? That's from Zanele. I suppose she means from the movie. I, I suppose so, yes. It was Kanyoma uh, Pumulo. No, no, no. It was... It was Kanyoma Pumulo uh, and Mvuselelo Butelezi from Peter Marisbeck. Yes. Zanele, there's your answer. Eddie says, hi, uh, what an artistic icon. The country is so blessed. Uh, thanks, uh, kids are at school. Uh, it could have been a mess in the house. <laughs> Bravongi raising our flag. Kanti, what are you doing in the house, Eddie? <laughs> this is worrying. Samuel says, great program. Thank you for such a wonderful uh, musical history. Another one, uh, thank you so much. My fiancé is a young Durban filmmaker, director, and people like you have paved the way. God bless. Uh, Pops from Kruenstadt says, Sakina Mbongeni is one of the grounded art legends uh, who would never lose focus towards the real economic struggle of blacks musically. Mbongeni you rock, my brother. And that's from Pops in Kronstadt. Leslie is calling us from uh, Midrand. Good morning, Leslie. Uh, morning, Sakina. Morning, Bongeni. Good morning. Good morning, Leslie. Uh, Bongeni, you're real great. But uh, we're missing a lot by not getting your musical for music at 4 a.m. Uh, where can one get that? Oh, you mean magic at 4 a.m.? Magic at 4 a.m. Uh... Well, that was released by Gallo Record Company. I'm not sure whether they have it in stores or not. They do not have it, and we're looking up and down for that, and the, the musicals were great. Did they pull a, put up put together any video on that? Yes, there was a video. Uh, in fact, there were a few videos of Magic at 4 a.m. But now that you've mentioned it, I, I will talk to Gallo and find out where uh, Magic at 4 a.m. is. Thank you very much, Mbongeni. You've been great to us. We're looking forward to hearing more from you. Thank you, my brother. Well, uh, for all of you stuck in your cars, Sam Ace says, I'm stuck in my car. My day is made. What a legend you have there. Uh, uh, Bongam Gleche says, SK, greetings to the legend. Ask him uh, about a controversial song, um, and we already did that. So thanks for that particular message. And then there is another one also from Pila. Pila says, I'm late for my meeting because of you and that legend. You can't blame us. We didn't say you <laughs> mustn't get out of your car. And uh, so many others. Mongeni Ngema owes us a biography long overdue. Is that something that's in the works? It's definitely in the works. Well, there you have it, uh, Vusi. So uh, you can look out for that. And uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Nathan Hesu, you are so right. I think it's an absolute travesty that we didn't mention the name of Percy Mtwa during this interview. Absolutely. We did Waza Albert together and we were in jail together trying to write Waza Albert. He will always be my brother and death, until death do us part. And uh, just a few ones, just to uh, play us out. Uh, Zaki Matebula Bongi, he is only the one who made me understand history by watching Sarafina. And that song touched me.